the Tea Health Show, medical lifestyle show. Hello, hello, hello. This is Chris Avon Smith, and it's wonderful to be with you today. As always, this is the Tea Health Show, and with me in studio is Dr. Mark, the fabulous Dr. Mark. Good morning, Chris. And the wonderful and stunning and gorgeous Sister Elise. Oh, thank you, Chris. You're so kind. Right. Today, we have got a fabulous topic. Yeah, you know, it's something that... um People don't speak about And Elise is actually something That women don't speak about um, Sexual dysfunction in women The fact that women And that there are so many women Who um, never have had an orgasm Don't know what an orgasm is and Or who is incapable of achieving one Through intercourse Um well, this was news for me. Uh, I think this is news for most men that there are a lot of women out there who has never had an orgasm in their life. And orgasmia, this is a big thing. It is a big thing. I think I want to just reiterate that um, even women can be anorgasmic. Without penetration, meaning if they stimulate themselves, they even can't reach an orgasm. So that's a huge thing. And I think it goes back to our society of you don't talk about it. It's a taboo topic. You can't discuss it with your mother. You can't discuss it with your friend. Absolutely. Um, it is a huge concern in our society. And we all know you're only happy. If you have a satisfied life What is a satisfied life? Is when all your needs are fulfilled And we are sexual beings We are made to make life better Expand on life Procreate And be happy doing that So when you say that I, I'm going to recall A, um, a very difficult Consultation that I had yesterday With one of my existing Patients um, And his wife that came in um, And we've been We've been Treating um, This patient He's in his early 60s For Erectile dysfunction for a while And um, His wife came in and she said Yeah but I can't See why um, he's not getting better And I thought Okay um, Why is this woman attacking me? And this couple Have not been Having a satisfactory Sex life And Why I mentioned this is At the end of a consult She walked out And said um, it is important for me that me and my husband have sex once a week because it's healthy for him. It's sure. healthy for his prostate. That's what my gynae said. And it's healthy for his heart. Wow. But I'm, now, for women, this must be the same. It must be same for women. I know that having an orgasm for a man, it is important for us. That's why we get nighttime erections. Mm, mm. Um, is it the same for women? Um, I, I think for a woman, it's more emotional than physical. But I that's was, I was a big part that. of your health. Yeah. Absolutely. I was going to say that, and just jumping in on on your client, your uh, patient yesterday, and and the way she put it forward, it's important for my husband. 
Well, you, you, you know, that's almost like she's giving him his dose of cod liver oil once a week, you know? Um, True. It, it, it's, it's, it's such a strange way of putting it. If I'm going to have sex with my partner, I want it to be romantic and wonderful and well, all of that, I'm not, not just going you to have go to go into the whole consultation no, no, with course. you. But, um, you know, it, 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 let me put it this way. I was Dr. Phil, um, whoever, uh, in that consultation. It was a t- one, but you know what? What what I took out of it is that people actually do not realize how needy and um, essential a healthy sex life is, and don't understand what a healthy sex life is. Yes, I also want to maybe um, add to the, to what you're saying is. Um, and that comes back to the emotional side of a relationship is if a woman doesn't get an intimate moment with her partner or her husband or whoever, the first thought is, oh, he is he's he is, looking he, other places. Yeah. He is either fucking someone else. Yes. Or, mm. you know what? He doesn't find me attractive anymore. Correct. And when I, you know what? I went out of my office um, at the end of a day. And I discussed it with the lovely old Alice. Um, and, <laughs> Poor Alice. And Alice said exactly the same thing. Um, that's immediately where women go. go uh, uh, we, we're straying off topic, but I want to tell women that for there's nothing, nothing that touches a man's manhood. As much as having a failed erection Mm. um, or not being able to achieve an erection during sex. You can can do anything. If that happens to a man, you have him in the sweet spot where you can do with him whatever you want. Um, For us... That is the worst thing that happens. And for a woman, the worst thing is for a man not to be able to get an erection or to finish the job. Because, because she feels she inadequate. feels inadequate. She feels insecure. Her no. first thought is, oh, I'm not good enough. Where did he get it? Why can't he do it tonight? Yeah. That's the problem. So it's a miscommunication. Absolutely. But let's go back and let's talk about um, women and sexual dysfunction. So, you know, but this is not something that is specific to any age group. Not at all. Um, we have young girls, um, uh, young girls, uh, women in their early, early 20s, late teens um, that starting become sexual active who have severe pain and pain during intercourse is what we mm. in medical term called dyspareunia. What are the causes thereof, Elise? Okay, so you get vaginism. Vaginism is where the, um, the, the muscles of the, around the vagina just tightens up. And they can't, you can't penetrate at all or even a fingertip is too sore for these people. That's sometimes, most of the time, it's a psychological problem. And that brings me back to the fact that we don't talk about it. Um, we are not encouraged to explore ourselves as women. Where for a man, it's so much easier. I mean, well, you know what? We all do grow ha- uh, hair uh, on our hands, on and we pulse, all are yes. blind. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the, the, I, I mean, it's it's it it really is, and and I mean. You, you know, I, I mean, we in the 21st century, <laughs> 21 years into the 21st century, and still, s- s- female sexuality still has this aura of of mystique and and mustn't be spoken about. And you, you know, I mean, I have some a, a wonderful friend, a girlfriend who's so out there that I, I always say she's like a boy the way she talks about sex you know you know she talks about masturbation she talks she talks about chasing this guy because she really wants to have sex with and it's so refreshing from a from a woman I mean she's in her what now 40 late 40s 
And uh, absolutely amazing And she's been like this all her life Where she's really out there And she's taken control of her sexual life And I think that's so important I think I can add to that I've got a friend as well And I admire her immensely Because her motto in life is It's my vagina and I can do with it What I want to do with it 100% 100%. That is something that is not Normal in society You need to keep that little vagina As a present And a Uh, treasure For your husband one day For your life partner one day That's the biggest problem And if you never get married It must be returned to heaven In the same box and unopened Correct Correct Um. So I think what we can add to this Is that's why we're here today Is to create an awareness It's okay it's okay. It's yours. Do with it what makes you happy. That's what it is. And Be then, responsible. There are <coughs> creepy old men out there. True. But I think with your own sense of responsibility, you will know yeah. what is the right thing or not, what is not the right thing. Okay. So we have vaginism, which is tightening. Um, is that the clamping? Or yes. is that a, it's not really a clamping. It's tightening of the vaginal, vaginal wall. wall. All the muscles contract. But, I mean, you can get stuck together. You hear these horrible... No, you won't even be able to penetrate. Pen- oh, okay. Yeah. So this is pre-that. Yeah, pre Okay, okay, pre-penetration. But, yeah. I mean, okay, no, that's fine. I've got another question for later then. <laughs> <laughs> My and mind that's is really... extremely painful. Extremely painful. For... Okay, now what? It's it's usually psychological. Is this is there something that we can do about this? This is actually no, we can't. This is a surgical procedure where they go in and and dissect the muscles a little bit so that the vagina can open up. But it's also psycho psychology or what do you call it? Psychological treatment that these patients get. How how? Prevalent is is vaginismo. In my life in nursing and in my medical experience, it's about I would say one in in every thirty women. Wow, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Okay, this is something that they would go to their gynees for, Correct. but when do they realize this? They must realize this early on. In the teenage years, isn't it? No, they only realize it when they got married. Remember, ha, but we we speak about people here that's never had any sexual encounters. Okay, well that's why I went to um, stop. No, uh-uh. uh, girls don't masturbate. No, some don't masturbate. Okay, so. When you have a younger girl, um, when do girls start masturbating? About 13, 12, 13. So same 14, as boys, pretty yeah, much. Boys yeah. maybe slightly as soon earlier as than you, that. As soon as you go into your puberty years, they start experimenting, etc. Okay. And they realize this? Um, would they realize it then? Or mm-hmm. if they have a healthy attitude to exploring um, this is not something that happens because this is usually a psychological disorder. Correct. I mean, so, sorry, I just want to also ask. I mean, surely if you're inserting a tampon or something, you, you would you would notice that it's it's difficult or or that sort of thing. Okay, if you grow up like me, I never used a tampon. I no, used that's a pad. True. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> ah. So yeah. hold so. on. Um, we have to reclassify me in my. In my mind, because you know, but for me, I I think in pictures. Um, it's <laughs> I don't want to see that this picture is now. <laughs> both of you Elise, 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 and I both shuddered <laughs> the thought. Um, these are then. It's something that's more prevalent in um, girls that have been brought up. In a very um, conservative, conser- okay, I, okay, that was the word. Thank you. Conservative, very household. conservative. Um, no communication about this. Um, so almost Amish kind of way, uh, and I, I'm not, I'm not I, I'm meaning not, that anything with Amish people, I but I, I'm not sure if it's if we can 
define it like that. I just think that nowadays, and, and that's my thought, nowadays there's no time to talk to your child. You're too busy. Both parents work. But then in our days, when I was younger also, it was a taboo factor because of conservatism. I was just going to say, I mean, we, we live in a, a, a very conservative country, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you know, uh, it, on, on, across the spectrum where you don't, in many families, many cultures, you don't discuss sex, you don't discuss, uh, you know, anything to do with, with that. And mm. I put it in, um, air quotes. I, I, I mean, and, and we are very conservative. So I think it's, I think it's a huge problem. You know what? Um, I immediately recall a conversation of one of my patients. Um, we grew up in an era where children never saw their parents naked. So when I had to take care of my mother in her 80s and I had mm. to bath her, it was very uncomfortable for her and for me. But I can, I mm. can just talk it about that. It was the that. first time I saw my mother naked. Yeah. So uh, we are six siblings. I'm the nurse in the family. So when somebody had to be cared for when they were sick or had an operation I was the one so only in my adult years I saw my parents naked when I had to bath them or treat them or care for their catheter or whatever that's the truth and and it's quite strange I mean you both come from an Afrikaans background Mm -hmm. now I come from an English background you know and and I we were quite open as as a family, and so I, were we, I saw I saw my parents naked um, up until my mother up until the age of I was about ten, where sad, things changed. You know, you, you yeah, know, but doors shut. When, when which was, I started shutting I, doors, I start. I was just going to say it. It was me who started yeah, shutting the doors, were, not my with parents. Me, it was the same. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, it was very strange. Uh, we would all jump into the bath one after the other. Yeah. Um, you know what? Because mm. we all had to get somewhere at, to go. And then it's a free fall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's not always the case. Let's move on, Elise. There's, there's some, um, there's some conditions, uh, treatable conditions, um, that, that cause painful, um, Intercourse or just uncomfortable sex. Um, there's some anatomical um, abnormalities. You know, anatomical variants. Let's not call them abnormalities. We have women, for instance, with a very long cervix. Um, and um, for them having... Intercourse, Chris, no. Um, Sorry, but, when you said very long cervix, I thought, do they get a gold watch at the end of their long cervix? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, that's funny. Okay, so, no. Um, so, so <laughs> explain to us what that means. Okay. A very long cervix means, um, usually a cervix is two to three centimeters long. Okay, and that's that part of the the uterus that forms like the uh, the, we call the it end the of the mouth. balloon that you've been we tied. We call it's it the mouth of the, the uterus. mouth of the uterus. Yeah. yeah. So um, that bulges into the vagina. It's part of the uterus. It's not part of the vagina. That's very important to know. The other thing is the myth is out there that the cervix doesn't have any. Feeling, oh, yeah. or no, nerve it's full or of nerve endings. It's a muscle. It's it's like um, if you go into that, I totally disagree with it because you can you can experience a cervical orgasm, for instance. Wow. Um, when it becomes painful, is when there's something else wrong in the pelvic area. For instance, so there's inflammation in the pelvic area, or or um, adhesions, for instance, from pre- previous surgery. Ah, so that's irritating the, the, the cer- cervix so um, causes uh, irritation of a whole pelvic floor, basically. Correct. Correct. Would, yeah. would childbirth also inf- influence some of that, perhaps? Childbirth has got other physical problems. Okay, for sorry. instance. Um, You've got a, a, a lax vagina. A lax vagina 
is uh, a problem because you get then the the bladder will prolapse into the vagina yes. or the rectum will prolapse into the vagina or the uterus will prolapse into the vagina that's the biggest biggest um cause of dyspareunia is the prolapsed area of the different compartments in your vagina um childbirth can be a cause of this because um you get your muscles tear and it's not repaired mm. properly there, there we speak about the third degree tears that you get and it's not pre- um, repaired properly and then just age uh, hormonal imbalances etc there's so many factors that give you a lax vagina right. as soon as your vagina is lax it's not in its anatomical position and that's a huge problem because as soon as you get a prolapse of a certain compartment the vaginal skin stretches and our vaginas is made like it's got um ridges in it yes okay so as soon as your ridges is straight up you don't have, have the natural cleaning of your vagina. That comes with another problem. Uh, An infection. Infection in the vagina. Candidiasis. Correct. Correct. You can get bladder infection. You can get pelvic area infection. Yeah. So there's lots of things that happens. If you don't have a uterus anymore and you have a hormonal imbalance, your vagina folds also stretches out. Right, and that's painful. It becomes thin. It tears it's when dry. you have sex. It's dry. So there, there is the reason why you don't want to have sex with whoever, if it's mm. your vibrator or your lifelong partner or your husband or you know whatever. What? I, I and guys, um, do yourself a favor and go and buy a vibrator for your partner. Just remember the loop. Oh, yes. If the loop's in there. The contraceptive um, loop, yeah? No, the normal loop. Just oh. loop. Because as soon as a woman presents with dyspareunia, you can go back and see it's because she's dry. Oh, right, yeah. And doesn't matter. Loop, not loop. loop. Oh, I thought you said the loop, loop as in the contraception. Oh, lubricant, yes. In, okay. in other words, KY jelly. Oh, God, it's horrible. It's sticky. It's not worse than Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We laugh, Chris. Spuch and pluch. No, we, we laugh, but you know what? No, that's horrible. a real, real concern. Absolutely. Are no. Really nice, good sexual lubricants no, there out there. It's there really sticky. isn't. I'm it's sticky. It frimmles. It's terrible. Or it's too slick and disappears too quickly. Yes, correct. It no, absorbs too quickly. Uh, if it absorbs, it's a problem because um, you know what? Then it absorbs into what? It absorbs into muco- mucosal membranes, yeah. which is what we do not want. Um, then you have to be play safe, so you know it. It has to be a water soluble. Um, you can't have a silicon, absolutely, um, because that destroys condoms. You know, you you damned if you do, and you damned if you don't. So you know, it, we'll we'll talk about this on one show. We'll talk about sexual aids and Correct. because Elise and I have long tried to make our own lubricant, um, and we've enlisted the help of pharmaceutical companies for this. But you know what? We still are coming up short. Okay, so. Elise, um, I think the reason why we're here today is to maybe just talk about what we can offer in our yes. clinic for yes. this problem. So let's let's quickly do a recap so far. We have conditions, anorgasmia, vaginisms, um, certain uh, diseases, lycoplanus, uh, lichen sclerosis, where we form plaques uh, on mucosal membranes that is like a carpet burn almost. Correct. Mm. Um, and for a very, very long time, this has gone untreated, unspoken about. So let's lift the curtain um, and let's talk about this. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think... 
think I want to go one step back. Usually these patients with these conditions are already diagnosed. They're already on treatment with their doctors. But then you get the patients that comes to us and say, okay, I think I need a little bit of help. You know, I'm not... I'm not so open to my husband anymore. And then we start with testosterone treatment and immediately they feel better. But we forget that with being celibate for a certain amount of time, you've got a narrow vagina, you've got a short vagina, your vagina is, is wall is thin, all of those things. And that's where renewal comes in. Okay. So, um, before we talk about renew her, no, actually, let's let's go there. So, renew her came about when we decided to um, join our forces in my practice. Correct. Um, so, Christopher T Clinic has been around for uh, four and a half, five years, six years. Is it six years? And um, you know, the T Clinic was always testosterone clinic, and immediately. You think men Yep um, And at the end of 2019 There was a study That was uh, published That I read And it was um, A study on Hyposexual Disorder Syndrome Now for those of you that don't know what that is Because I think very few understand I What I just blank. said It's low libido in women um, And the study proved That the best treatment For women Of a certain age Now let's, let's call this um, Perimenopausal Menopausal and postmenopausal women. So these are women from about at least um, 40, 43 onwards. Yes. Yeah. Um, the best treatment for this woman with a low libido is injectable testosterone. Um, I can go into the study, but we'll leave it there. And then I decided, okay, you know what? I have a background as an obstetrician and a gynecologist. Um, I loved that part of my life. Let's bring women back. And I started the tea clinic for women, and it was launched on Real Health, the, the TV um, mm. program, in January of 2020. And we went into... Um, Lockdown exactly two months later. And then, Elise, you joined me in okay. July yeah, of, of 2020. Um, and since then, it's just blossomed. Um, where we have been treating so many women who have come in with this biggest complaint of mm, I don't like my husband anymore I don't like sex anymore I don't want to have sex anymore I Help avoid me. looking at him um, yep. and you know it, it, it's, it's it's sad that um, most women that go through the perimenopausal menopausal stage of their life goes through a stage where they have no interest in sex anymore correct now, we can treat that very successfully with testosterone and with other things. But you know what? It's not only that. Um, if you haven't had sex for a while, as you just said, we have anatomical changes. And these changes do include tightening um, and um, shortening. But for other women, they have exactly the opposite effect. And this is what we see in aesthetic medicine so frequently, is that women want vaginal rejuvenation. Yes. Now, the moment that you think about it, you think surgery. Yeah. Well, that was my first thought. Um, but internal vaginal rejuvenation, that's a bit more tricky um, than just, you know, at cutting off flappy um, 
and tightening the mus- muscles post childbirth and that sort of thing is what yeah. might came to mind for me. Okay, so we have something that is, and this is for renew her part, that is so brilliant and so beautiful, um, and ladies, it comes from yourselves, platelet-rich plasma. You know, I love saying that word because it is, it's. I almost want to say a miracle treatment. We are the team PRP, I must tell you. (laughs) We promote it constantly. It's fantastic. There's so much that we do about it. So um, I I quickly want to go into what PRP is. Platelet-rich plasma is when we take blood and we take the plasma and platelet component of a blood and that means that we're concentrating the the platelets in the plasma um, and we use that because of the platelets ability to degranulate and release growth factors and it's these growth factors that are responsible for phenomenal things um, Physiologically in our bodies It stimulates And um, Is the blueprint For cells how to repair themselves And you know what It's a treatment that's been around For many many years Um, If you were A a professional athlete um, 50 years ago There's a very good chance That this was used on you Back then Mm. Um, And then it became Widely used in orthopedics And in neurology Ophthalmology Lo and behold the dentists have been using this For much longer than doctors Um, We use it in aesthetics And now finally We're using it in sexual um, Rejuvenation Of people Right Um, So Let's talk about Renew Her and what it does for women. Can I, can I ask, I mean, can you give me a de- definition of what Renew Her is? Okay. Elise? So Renew Her aims to, to make women aware of their essence and where they need to be and where they are going in the future. So it's like a new renaissance of women. Right. And that's what... My vision is for this Is to make sure a woman can talk about it can In a safe environment If they're not comfortable to talk about it at home Or wherever right. Or their friends And that's what we offer at at the um, Opperman Clinic Is to have that environment You know, it, it's hard for a woman to go and look for help Because we're not talking about this Yes But they need to understand that it's a safe environment where I, as the nurse, will do the initial um, examination and make sure that we have a proper treatment plan, which Dr. Mark and I will then discuss and take it forward. Right. So it's a safe environment. So it's a holistic. It's a holistic envi- environment. Correct. You know what, Chris? Um, I I say this um, again. Yes. When we get to our um, Late 40s, 50s, our early 60s, you know what? Um, you have had your children, you brought them up, they now, um, at university or they starting to get married and they're moving out of the house. Um, your career is at a place where, you know what, um, you are working hard, um, you, there's, there's little time, um, your husband is busy, um, and now the kids are out of the house and, for the first time, you have some time alone with your husband. Uh, time that you should be able to be spontaneous, um, be kinky. Mm. And, you know, but unfortunately, this is the time of our life where it's not working. Uh, it's uncomfortable. Uh, I can't get in a proper erection. Mm. Um, I, you know what? I don't lubricate anymore. So, you know what? Uh, if I don't have lube on hand, this is not going to happen. You know what? 
this is the time of your life where you know it, we should be enjoying things. Um, they called Absolutely. it the golden years. Uh, you know it. The people who are most active during uh, have the most active sex life are the people actually who are in retirement homes. And people don't understand that. We see that the people with the most or the highest incidence of sexually transmitted diseases are people in old age homes um, <laughs> who are enjoying sex. Um, yes. You know, it, and, and, and why not? So what, what renew her and the um, T clinic is able to give us is a spontaneous, healthy attitude towards sex by giving us the tools and the internal equipment that functions normally. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. We spoke about this the other day, uh, uh, men, sort of when we were looking at erectile dysfunction and saying, you know, it's supposed to be in your prime of your life. And you, as you said, the empty nest syndrome and you've got, you know, it's just the two of you. And you have to say, hang on a moment for men. I'm just gonna I, go I'm and going to go and take my little pill. Blue, blue pill and in about 20 minutes we should be ready. But hold that pose. Same thing with women, I should imagine. You, you, you know, if you've, you've got to go and get the lubricant and, you, you know, all of that. I mean, it's. But before that, it's already an effort. I mean, yes. um, I want to say to women, if you are looking for something else to do rather than being with your husband or your partner, yeah. like, I need to quickly go to the children and check if they are fine. Oh, I need to work late tonight because I've got a project to finish. Yeah. When you get home, you are somewhat cross at him because he didn't make dinner. All of these are symptoms of an avoidance that you have adopted to not be in the relationship or in the intimacy side. Men go and play golf or they... Uh, go to a bar quickly or they have after hours meetings, etc., to mm. avoid going home and have that <coughs> responsibility. I'm just saying that's examples of what's happening sure. with you. Go and sit, do introspection and decide, isn't this my problem? Because it's not something that we think about. It's something that you need to be prompted to think totally. about. Totally. Totally. Well, yes, I had that yesterday during that consultation. Um, so, Elise, let's let's talk about the um, procedures that that we do at the Renew Her side, um, and for vaginisms, for uh, like a sclerosis, and um, for women who battle with incontinence. Um, Let's go into that. Okay, so um, we start off with taking a proper history to for the patient to tell us what what her experiences are, what is her concerns, what is happening with her body, and then from there we will do a internal or a, a examination where. Um, during the history taking, I will ask for when they had a pap smear. Um, and then if it wasn't recent in the last three months, we will do a pap smear at the, at the offices, at our practice and a, and a urine test now, just to make sure that everything is fine. If something comes up during the consultation and you need some medical treatment, um, we will ask Dr. Mark to help us with that. Then we will, um, with the questionnaire that you need to um, complete when you get to our clinic is uh, we will send you for blood tests to make sure that your hormonal um, balance is in place as well as if you don't have maybe an infection, etc., etc. And we're waiting for your pap smear results. Then you will come back for a second consultation. There we will discuss your blood um, results and we will at the first in the first consultation we will also discuss um, what treatment we can offer. We've got actually different not only PRP, we can 
um, offer you laser treatment of the vagina. We can offer you electrical stimulation of the pelvic floor. So there's different options available in our clinic at this stage. Okay, so for women PRP, but what do we do with PRP for okay, women? So go through. Go, we call it in our clinic the Renew Shot. The very good friend of mine, Dr. Nicole Canaris, uh, and I have been on various shows together where we speak about the internationally uh, called the O-Shot. We, we just changed the name to make it true to us. Um, we, we use platelet-rich plasma to treat certain conditions. So I want to go into that conditions first. Just name some of the conditions for our okay, patients. Okay, so... Some of the conditions, as I already spoke about it, is where your vaginal wool already thinned out. And then what, how that presents is usually with bleeding when you had intercourse, um, or you have a, um, um, what do you call it? A yeast infection, just mm. in normal layman's per terms. Usually that's the cause of it. And then, um, also, you will experience most probably little bits of urine, involuntary urine leakage when you cough, sneeze, exercise, right. etc. Okay. So, don't um, play hopscotch. No. <laughs> <laughs> then, with PRP, what we do is we take the platelet-rich plasma that we've already prepared, um, and then we inject it in the anterior wall of the vagina, usually where the um, G spot is. If you know what the G spot is, or in the upper lateral walls of the anterior vagina. Okay, as so well immediately as I think both men and women are cringing. Uh, it's like when we say we inject it into the penis, mm. men immediately grab their balls. <laughs> so, um, this, ladies, it's an area that. We think are sensitive for women much less so than, than men, actually. The clitoris is the area that's quite sensitive. Sure. Um, we, we numb the area, um, with a very powerful topical agent. And Elise, this is really painless. It is. Uh, it's a Bit of discomfort because the second injection is in the clitoral root. Now the clitoral, clitoral root is a little piece of skin that covers your clitoris. It's a, it's a vaginal fold that covers it. Well, I mean, all the vaginal foreskin. Of the vaginal foreskin, correct. So that area is very sensitive. That we actually make sure that we numb it properly. And then, um, the patient's doesn't feel the vaginal injection They do feel a little bit of discomfort They feel the a bit of pressure More pressure, than anything correct. else It's yeah. not It's not ana yeah. It's um, Something is pressing there Correct Yes um, Yes This is a treatment That I want to uh, Relay um, The results of one of my First patients that I did This was a 59 year old woman Who um, Came in After her daughter Had this procedure with Dr. Canaris And um, She Had her treatment With me And we followed her up A month later um, And she specifically had it Because she was anorgasmic at, at the age of 59, after having three children, she has still not had an orgasm yeah. through penetration. Um, and we did the first treatment for her, and I brought her back a month later, and I asked her, um, was there any change? And she said to me, um... Not really, but, you know, now come to think of it, I don't pee when I sneeze anymore. <laughs> wow. That's and a I huge said to change. her, say that again. And she looked at me and she said, you know what? I don't pee when I sneeze anymore. I don't have to go to the bathroom every time I go to the mall. Mm. <gasps> My incontinence is gone. I just realized that now. 
And that for her was a eureka the, moment. Absolutely. The, the light and bulb. it was, it was literally like seeing the light go on in her eyes because, you know, she wasn't sure what happened. I want another one. <laughs> Imme- sure. She said, I want another one. And we did another procedure for her. And I brought her back a month later. And I will, I cried because she was crying. For the first time in my life, I had sex with my husband and I had an orgasm. Mm. I want another one. <laughs> I want to know what it feels like to have multiple orgasms. We did another treatment and this woman achieved her, a, a multiple orgasm after her third treatment but i mean how amazing for her in the, in the first place but how amazing for their relationship it changed wow. the relationship completely Yo. her husband was slogging away and she has been faking orgasms for years i think he must have fallen out of her when she had her first <laughs> orgasm um, I mean, because can you, you know what um that was not something that she could fake. No. Um, and it, at least you've seen this. You've seen it with our patients. You've seen it with the people that you've treated. That one treatment, one treatment with a, 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 one of our patients who had a vaginal mesh who couldn't have sex because every time that they had intercourse, the, uh, this mesh through the the mucous membranes and you know that's uncomfortable for both of them Mm. Um, and we did one one treatment and they are having a sex life where she's chasing her husband around the bed no it's three we did three treatments for her in the end but because of her wanting more yeah wanting it to just to get back to we need to i think what we forgot is to tell people that it takes 28 days for new cells to develop for this Mm. procedure to work properly so that's why you're saying she came a month back later you said Okay, come uh, in a month's time, we will reassess. That's important to know. And one treatment is not enough. You have to have a series of treatment for at least. But one treatment for, in instance, uh, mild or uh, moderate urinary incontinence or stress incontinence makes a difference. It makes a difference in people's everyday life. And it's not just in their sex lives, Mm. it's their. Everyday life They function better, yes um, You know it So for me This is something that needs to be Talked about much more openly um, For such a long time South Africans and Afrikaans People in particular um, have and been many sh- black cultures and people Have been shying away From sexuality mm-hmm. um, You know what In Europe it's common to find um, Nude beaches It's common to find parks In big cities Where people are nude In northern Europe the saunas are mixed you go in naked into the saunas because they sauna a lot, and it's 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 a mixed sauna, and it, nobody even bats an eyelash. You know. Listen, I'm not there, guys. <laughs> I'm very open, very liberal, but really. Oh, come, sister. <laughs> you and I, we're going to go and sauna together. <laughs> Don't dare her. We've tried. We always lose. So um, <laughs> it's scary when. The- I almost said the old word. <laughs> it's scary when the senior <laughs> staff in your in, in, in your st- um, staff are um, v- the naughtiest between making, Dante making and Elise. The, bl- the doctor blush. <laughs> um, so, Elise, we have five minutes. Let's wrap up. Three minutes. Okay. I don't know what else to say, but ladies. Men, for your ladies out there, sexual dysfunction and sexual discomfort is a very, very common thing. There's help 
for it. There's ways of improving our sexual functioning during our later years. There's, there's treatments that can be done that will not only rejuvenate, stimulate, titillate. Um, <laughs> there are so, there are things that are easy to do. It all comes from you, the patient itself. Just get to the right people that care. There's a couple of practitioners in South Africa that's doing the O shot. There's a couple of us that do the Renew shot. Exactly the same thing, different name. Contact us. People like Dr. Nicole Canaris, myself, Dr. Mark, the O Clinic, uh, Renew Her Clinic, the T Clinic. Um, find us. Look for us online. Um, and talk to us. You know what? Um, speak about sex. Open up to this wonderful, wonderful world of enjoyment. 100%. I couldn't put it better. Elise? I agree totally. I'm looking for a word to say. Is it hallelujah or amen? <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, I think, I think it's exactly what you said, Mark. It's, but take control. Don't just put it off as if sex isn't an important, a very important part of your life. And, and you, it's you a basic need. It's a basic need and, and it's, just for our general well-being, we Correct. need to have a healthy sex life. Absolutely. Dolphins do it. Absolutely. Pigs do it. And they love it. <laughs> Rabbits do it all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> we've got to do it. So so don't put it on the back burner. It's very interesting. And I think with this, we'll close off. Um, these two populations of great apes <clears throat> in... Um, Western Africa And they're separated by the Congo River But the two Communities Are completely Different You have a male dominated Chimp community Where it's war between males And then you have The bonobos on the other side of the river That is the most Peaceful, loving Um Community of great apes ruled by females and sex. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Where do, where do we sign up? <laughs> and you know what? Bonobos have constant sex. Um, and it's done, and it's, it's a community that's ruled by the females, not the males. Women are in control of sex. Fantastic. And they offer it as Encouragement as enjoyment, but also as a way of um, controlling the men. Sounds like I mean, keep them happy, keep them fed, give them sex, and uh, you, you've got a very docile man on your hands. I must tell you, <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> Guys, have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you so much, Sister Lees and Dr. Mark. Always a pleasure. And we'll be back next week, same time, same place. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. This has been the Tea Health Show with Dr. Mark and Chris Haven Smith, sponsored by the Tea Clinic. For more information, contact admin at theteaclinic.com.